Welcome to the Chronic Spoonful podcast, where we discuss real life with real chronic illness. Each week, we'll cover an aspect of real life spoony living and what that can mean for different chronic illnesses. We hope this will be a place you can go for updated spoony info and where you'll find humor because, you know, we're a little crazy, important information, and community. As a disclaimer, we just want to remind you that, yes, we'll be talking about chronic illness and health information, but we are not your doctor. Everyone's chronic illness is different, and we are absolutely not MDs, so we are not qualified to give you medical advice. We're going to tell you unequivocally to discuss anything we talk about on this podcast with your doctor. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, What a great week last week having Peyton on, and we thank her so much for being our wonderful guest. Um, This week, we're going to talk a little bit about some new topics, but first we're going to get into some new and noteworthy stuff like we do every week. There's really... um, you know, we've got, we've got the COVID vaccines. We've got um, booster shots to talk a little bit about this week. Uh, they released today, and I don't know if you guys are getting emails from your hospitals and doctors like I am, but they're saying people um, who are 65 and older or at super high risk, they're encouraging to get booster shots, but that's about it for boosters at this point Mm -hmm. that they're encouraging. Um, And that took a little bit of it. That took a little bit of pushing for the FDA to do that. Yeah. So um, there was a moment where the FDA wasn't going to encourage booster shots at all. And that was a little. So, um, and then there was some news that uh, I think there was some news that the Pfizer vaccine is, is starting to look good for kids, I think between five and 12 or six and 12, something like that. Yeah. And they're, it's supposed to be out in two weeks. They're saying uh, the yeah. second, yeah, two weeks is what they're saying, so, yeah. which is really great news that, you know, all these kids are at school. Oh my gosh. So, you yeah. know, I mean, this would be huge if they could get vaccinated. Exactly. I mean, so many kids right now are being hospitalized. Vented. It's really sad. You guys, it's really sad thousands of kids are having to go home and be isolated because they're not vaccinated. They can't get vaccinated. Um, and it's just, it's just a risky situation. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, this, this starts to work, this starts to lower numbers even more that we can see this happen. And it's kind of, it's exciting news. It's exciting news for all of us. It should be exciting news for people who are autoimmune and can't get the, you know, that the shots do nothing, <laughs> Nicole, um, yeah, no doubt because the more we are, the more immunity we all have, the more everyone is protected. Like, that's right. You know? So I think this is, this is just really good news on, um, you know, that we all kind of need at the moment. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> I need some happy news. Yes. Yes. Because um, if you COVID guys have checked out our ending. Instagram, I posted some wonderful pictures of my face with my mask cell flare. I'm not afraid to show the ugly side of my life. <laughs> Literally. If I showed uh, myself right now, people would cry and go running. I look terrible. Um, 
it that that might be what people are doing to that picture because my <laughs> face is in a very special state at the moment. Uh, I've never had a mass cell flare on my face. I've had it on my hands, on my legs, you know, but this is the first time I've ever had one on my face. So it's been a very special moment to share this with the world. Uh, it feels like I went skiing um, on a very dry winter day. <laughs> And it's interesting. So we'll see what my rheumatologist has to say about it this week. But yes, Nicole keeps saying like, take more antihistamine. And I'm, and I told her last night, I'm like, I took the, I took an antihistamine for a two-year-old. And what did I do, Nicole? Passed out. <laughs> In 10 minutes. <laughs> I took a children's Benadryl the dosage size for a two-year-old and I passed out in 10 minutes. That is a shame, man. <laughs> a shame. Guys. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> Needless to say, we're going to try something a little different. Yes. Um, but yes, it just goes to show you everyone that we all have different reactions to different things. Yes, very much so. <laughs> I could take three Benadryl and still be sitting here talking to you. <laughs> if I take three Benadryl, you better rush me to the hospital. <laughs> I might be in a coma. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe tripping. I don't know. No, no, no. Benadryl is a lovely medicine um, in an emergency, definitely give it to me. Absolutely. But don't expect me to be awake for the rest of it. <laughs> or for the next three days. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I, I encourage it for any allergic reactions. I really, really do. I am an anomaly. Let me tell you. Yes. You're a lightweight. I am such a lightweight. Oh wow. Um, so that's, that's my new and noteworthy this this week is I don't think I have I, anything. <laughs> no, Nicole, you're boring. I know. Blame well, you, I blame no, COVID. You had kind of a weird flare reaction this week, but that's really about it. Yeah, but you got a lot what? of fatigue, which oh. actually is good because that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aside from those things, though, like nothing is new. No, but is that a bad thing? No, because I'm finally starting to feel better from the shot. Finally. That's good. It seems the flare seems to be, I shouldn't speak so soon, but it seems to be calming. Here's the wood. So. Knock on it. I know. I'll be like. <laughs> I didn't wake up the dogs with that knock. Um, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good though. Sometimes you guys, no news is really good. I agree. I'm, I'm good with chronic it. Illness. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're like, you go to the doctor and you come out and you're like, nothing has changed. Oh, that's amazing. Or wouldn't it be nice if there was like good surprises, you know, like I wouldn't mind someone sending me flowers or I wouldn't mind like winning the lottery, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> you know, the winning the lottery part, that'd be great. Yeah. Flowers. Wouldn't mind that. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Just thought, just a thought. Yes. I'm not a big surprise person though. You know, I know that. neither am I, but you know what though? Every now and then I like somebody to surprise me with some flowers. Yeah. Little things like that. Those yes, are just okay. little things, little things, you know, I don't want to, you know, like a big surprise party like or anything. A nice devil's food cake. Yeah. Oh, or a chocolate cake. Right. Or I'm hungry right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 
we're not going to go down the food aisle. No. We're not talking about food no. right now. We're going to talk about fatigue today. Yay. That's going to be our topic, guys. Perfect timing. Um, Nicole is has has struggled with fatigue over the past couple weeks. Um, and we all kind of with chronic illness, fatigue just kind of comes in to play. Absolutely. I think almost every chronic illness that we talk about fatigue just makes its way in. It does at the um, worst times too, may I add. Right. Ugh. It's, it's the worst. It really is. Um, so we want to talk about that today because we've kind of touched on it on a lot of different episodes, but we really haven't focused in. We, you know, we touched on it on the brain fog episode. We touch on it when we talk about lupus, when we talk about EDS, when we talk about these different chronic illnesses, fatigue is just kind of a part of what we've talked about, you know, MS fatigue. It's, it's there. It's a symptom. Um, we talk about how annoying it is when someone's like, oh, you know, yeah, I've totally been fatigued before. You know, like I worked like 60 hours last week. I'm so fatigued. No, you're not. You're tired. Like we, we talked about it, you know, and the things not to say to someone who has a chronic illness. Right. Um, but we haven't really delved into fatigue itself. And it, and I think it's because we just take for granted that, well, fatigue is part of our chronic illness. But because it's such a part of each of and every one of our chronic illnesses, I think it's important to like break it out of being a part of chronic illness and talk about it itself. Um, it, it's why it's kind of has its own syndrome, chronic fatigue syndrome. You know, you fatigue can impact our lives in so many different ways. And it is different from being tired. Yes. I mean, Nicole, how many times has someone said to you, oh, I totally get it. You know, I, I, I was so overworked last week. I was so fatigued. I had to take a nap and then I felt so much better. Oh yeah. It actually happens quite a bit. And I'm like, it's different mm -hmm. to be tired or people say, I love it. I get this all the time. Oh, you, you went home and took a nap. That must be nice. I wish I could go home and nap in the middle of the day. Yeah. So tired, you can take a nap, you can rest, you can sit back for a second and you feel better when you're done, right? Fatigue is constant. You cannot, you can't break fatigue. It's, it's much uh, heavier than just being tired. Too. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like it's this, it feels like somebody put weights on your body and you literally will fall down if you don't lay down. Yeah. When you're tired, you can push through tired. You can't push through fatigue. No, no. Fatigue is, it, I mean, I've had days where if I don't lay down, I will fall out of my chair because my body will make me. Yep. That my head feels so heavy. I can't hold it up anymore. Exactly. It's, it's falling to the side. Um, and I used to say to people when I, you know, when I was younger, before I really knew I had, we were put, you know, before we were putting any of the pieces together that I had a chronic illness, they would be like, oh, you know, you're just tired. Go take a nap. And I'm like, you guys, naps don't help me. They make me worse. I don't feel better after naps. I still feel tired. I, I feel cranky after I take a nap and they couldn't understand it because I didn't understand it. I just thought it was weird Yeah, that naps weren't helpful. Um, 
And it's because I was fatigued. I wasn't actually tired. So there is a huge difference. And people who don't know fatigue don't understand fatigue. They sure really don't. don't because they don't understand not being able to come out of that tired feeling, mm-hmm. of that heavy feeling. They, they don't understand how you can't break it. Mm-hmm. And it's not just taking naps, guys. It's also resting. Like mm-hmm. rest does nothing for you. Sitting back does nothing for you. You know, you can try to meditate. It might make you feel a little bit better, but you never fully come out of it. You still feel that heaviness. You still feel that, like, you still feel slow and sluggish. Um, Cause like I've taken, you know, I've gotten to where like my head feels so heavy. I need to lay down. I need to take a nap or I need to rest. And yes, I can get up two hours later and okay. My head doesn't feel so heavy anymore, mm-hmm. but I still don't feel a hundred percent. No, I and, don't either. You know, I, I might've gone from being at 10% to maybe 30%. Yeah. Right. Okay. But I never feel okay. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't know if I'm ever going to get back to a hundred percent. Fatigue is just a part of who I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's different tests they can do to figure out, is your fatigue coming from something like a sleep apnea or different things like that? Mm-hmm. They did that for me. They ran a lot of tests to find out if there was anything else wrong. Um, so I actually, all those came back normal. So it's just the lupus fatigue, you know? Yeah. And, and, and. It's really important though, if you're feeling fatigue to talk to your doctor about your fatigue Absolutely, and don't let them just dismiss your fatigue either, because like a lot of times they're just like, eh, it's just fatigue. Don't let them do it. Sometimes doctors just kind of push it off because it's such a symptom of like every chronic illness, or they think that people are just overworked and feeling tired so much that they just, they're just like, no, just, just rest a little bit or take it easy. Or just exercise. It'll make you feel better. It'll give you more energy. There, we can't always exercise to feel better. No, we can't always like, we don't always get an endorphin rush from exercise. We don't like some of us have, have chronic illnesses that exercise is actually somewhat dangerous for us. Um, you know, the, like, or we don't get, Like if I exercise, I need to take a nap right after I exercise. I do too. Yes. Every time. I don't get that big rush from exercise that some people talk about. I go home and I take a nap as soon as I'm done. Yeah. Uh, It just happens. Now, am I saying don't exercise? No, I am definitely saying exercise is important. And if you can, you should be trying to do some sort of movement, physical movement. Mm -hmm. It's you know, like I try to do some physical movement as much as I can. Um, what you need, but what I'm saying is like exercise is not always the only answer to boosting your energy. There are other treatments that can help you Mm -hmm. with your fatigue. Mm -hmm. You know, there are stimulants Mm -hmm. that you can be given that help with fatigue, which sounds like, I think sometimes sounds scary to people. Yeah. Cause they, they can give you 80, you know, like ADD meds, the, you know, what they would give someone with ADD or whatever. Um, I've had to be on stimulants for the past five years, six years. Mm-hmm. I would not be able to work. I would not be able to get out of bed. I wouldn't be able to do, I mean, it literally feels like I have sandbags all over my body and I, I don't have a choice. If I do not lay down, I will fall down. 
So thank God for uh, there's provisional, which is a, I, I don't, it's not considered, it might be, I, I forget if it's considered an actual stimulant, but um, I've been on Ritalin, Adderall, Vyvanse, you know, that we've tried numerous ones for me. Well, that's because you time out of your meds. I do. I time out of my meds very quickly. Yeah. But you guys, it, it we, we use the term stimulants and people always, not always, a lot of people think, oh my gosh, you're on speed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Take a step back. <laughs> yeah. Get out of the street drug mode. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's just a word. It, it's just a, it's just a term for a, a, a medication that boosts energy that gets your body moving. So no, not everybody's on speed. No. <laughs> so just, just realize there are, there are like medications you can be given mm-hmm. that help you with your fatigue. There's also herbal supplements that can there help. Is. There are foods that can help. There are, there are different ways you can help with your fatigue because it can come from different places. That's why it's important to talk to your doctor. It is a lot of what they do for treatment depends on where your fatigue is coming from. Mm -hmm. They'll do different tests to find out, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you do take, if you want to take anything that's over the counter, that's like a holistic something or other, but you always should check with your doctor because a lot of all natural stimulants, you know what I mean? Are they completely screw up your system and they will interact with all your medications. So that, what I, that's what I'm saying though. Like mm-hmm. always, like everything has to be done in conjunction with your doctor. Yes. Always, always. Like I've done, I've done herbal supplements to help with my fatigue, but it was done with my doctor. Mm-hmm. Did it help? My doctor is the one who started because, um, we didn't want to start with, you know, like, um, like Ritalin or something, Ritalin or something. So they wanted to start with, we also hadn't gotten to like an EDS diagnosis yet because the first thing I went to the doctor for was fatigue. And, um, we hadn't gotten my test results back for the, for, for my blood work. So they were like, well, try, I forgot even what we tried because it's been so long now. And, I tried that and it was okay. And then we found out I was super duper low on vitamin D, like almost death. So then I was taking vitamin D and then they wanted to do an herbal supplement that was supposed to help with it or something. Did it help you when you took it? It didn't really. The vitamin D was really what made the difference. Yeah. And if your vitamin D levels aren't good, that's right. This Mm -hmm. is where it's important to talk to the doctor because the vitamin D really did help with the fatigue at that point. Then I started feeling more fatigued again, a few years later, like significant again, that's when more tests were done and we started going down a different path, but the fatigue I was feeling at that point in time had to do with the vitamin D levels for sure. Cause that will make you so tired not to have was- proper vitamin D levels. It was terrible. It Mm -hmm. was terrible, but that's why, you know, talking to your doctor is really important Um, because also it could be your medications that you're currently taking that will give you fatigue. Your doctor should be letting you know if your medications are going to cause fatigue. Um, But I do know people that their doctors don't even mention that to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can always ask the pharmacist when you pick up your med, Mm -hmm. you know, is this a med that commonly causes fatigue? 
Mm-hmm. You know, and then if it does and you feel it really affects you, you can go back to your doctor and say, hey, can we talk about another med that's similar to this? Because I can't take the, you know, how tired or I am. Or am I taking this at the proper time of day? Yes. So yes. for instance, like um, I, I, my doctor told me to take Cymbalta at night because she said, you know, it's likely it will cause fatigue. So this is a good medication to take in the evening. Okay. I take mine in the evening. I'm really open about what I take on this show. You guys are going to know all my meds. Um, so take that in the evening because then this way you're not fatigued all day. Mm-hmm. And so I take it in the evening and, you know, I've been fine. Well, a friend of mine was also prescribed Cymbalta and her doctor didn't tell her anything. And she was taking it in the mornings and she couldn't figure out why she was so tired all day. Oh, wow. Okay. And I was like, well, honey, you're taking your Cymbalta. I said, when are you taking your Cymbalta? And she was like in the, every morning, I said, well, why don't you talk to your doctor about switching to nighttime? Cause that can cause fatigue. And ever since then, she's been fine. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. But no one told her that it can cause fatigue. Mm-hmm. No one, like you really need your doctors to tell you, but a lot of them do not because they assume the pharmacist is going to tell you. Or they forget because they're so busy or, mm-hmm. and that's why it's really good to also have a list when you go to your doctor of questions you want to ask. Yes. Yes. Um, and yeah. And, and have conversations with your doctor about your medications because mm-hmm. they sometimes think you're going to read the entire booklet that's in there. <laughs> if you've ever read the booklet, sometimes I don't recommend it because when you start reading through the side effects, it gets scary. really scary. Yeah. So, you know. But ask the pharmacist, ask your doctor, because those meds can be kind of, they, they can really affect how you feel. And sometimes it's not just one med, it can be the interaction between a couple meds that can cause fatigue too. So it's, it's important to have those conversations. Yeah. Um, what you eat can affect fatigue too. Like, oh, what yes, it can. can be a big deal. Because a lot of heavy foods cause inflammation, which, which mm-hmm. also causes fatigue. You've got to be very careful with how heavy the foods are and, you know, how fatty the foods are, all that can affect you. Yes. Um, also, you know, if you're someone who does have something like mast cell, like mast cell activation disorder syndrome, it can cause inflammation that you might not even see externally. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, um, that can cause fatigue because you're inflamed, you know, parts of your insides are inflamed. That can cause fatigue. Definitely. Um, If you're arthritic, certain Mm -hmm. foods can inflame your joints. Uh, That can cause fatigue. Food is a, is a really big deal when it comes to fatigue. And that's why uh, talking to your doctor about your diet. And asking for a referral to a nutritionist nutritionist (laughs) is really, really important because food is a, is I think we take food so much for granted. We do. And what it can do for you, what, like beneficial and also what it can do for you on the bad end of things. Yeah. You know, it's important to know and read and explore and research. Yes. And, and just, and everyone is individual, you guys, how it affects us each is individual. Yes. So just going to like one diet, which I don't, I'm not a fan of diets anyway, um, going one direction on one thing because well, you know, 10 people who have MS did this diet and they say it works great for them. I have MS. I'm going to do the same thing. That's not always 
the, the best thing because your body may not react to that diet the same way. You really need to talk to someone who knows what they're doing, is looking at your medical records, is looking at how your body's going to react to things, is taking into consideration your medications, your lifestyle, and all of those things. I, I was watching a dietitian on TikTok actually, and she was talking about a mom who was seeing her for some conditions. And she was asking her for recommendations of what to eat from McDonald's. Mm. And it got really nasty comments because, you know, well, why would you tell her what to eat from McDonald's? McDonald's is the worst place. Well, you know why she told her that? Because the woman worked at McDonald's and it's what she could afford. Yeah. The woman's full-time job was at McDonald's. She could afford to feed her family from McDonald's because she got free food from McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so she wanted to know what healthy things she could get at McDonald's, which by the way, yes, you can eat healthy at McDonald's if you look for the right things, you know, and we have a lot of people who listen to us who are you guys who might be listening to us right now that are on very limited incomes. Mm -hmm. And so, you, you know, you might not be able to run out to Whole Foods and get all those like fancy things that people talk about with their diets. So how do you eat when, you know, how do you eat well for your inflammation to keep yourself from getting fatigued when you're going to stores that have aisles riddled with cheap foods full of preservatives? Yeah. And processed anything is not healthy. It never has been. It never will be. You can kind of do, you can do it periodically, but when you process a food, it, unfortunately there's chemicals in it, you know? So, right. but there's places like Aldi that are wonderful. They've created so many mm -hmm. organic foods and you know what? They're so cheap. So if so you want to do organic, you can at Aldi, you really can. Yeah. Yeah. It's about, but it, it is about, again, us taking the burden and the extra effort to find these things. Exactly. Um, but a new, but a good nutritionist, a good dietitian, whoever you can get your referral to can help you do those things. And they should never make you feel guilty because you work at McDonald's and that's where you can get your food on your budget mm -hmm. because you can find healthy food in a lot of places. Um, but again, food is a big deal for people who have fatigue because certain foods can affect inflammation and affect how we feel. Yeah, very much so. Um, and how we feel also impacts our relationships. And that's a sad thing. It affects our work. It affects our relationships. It affects all of that. One of the things Nicole and I have talked about is, you know, how our friendships get impacted by, us being tired and having to say no to people and putting up those boundaries. And we did a whole show on boundaries. So <laughs> we're not going to quite repeat all the boundary stuff. You guys can listen to the show on boundaries, but you guys it's fatigue is really hard on people's relationships. It is because people get <laughs> sick, I guess, in a way of you always being tired. You know, every time they ask you to do something, I can't, I'm tired, you know, and I'm like, no, I'm not tired. I'm fatigued. And I literally can't get off this couch right now. I can't even get off the couch to shower right now. Mm -hmm. And then if I did and I could get ready, that would be all I could do. What I recommend is 
with our, with friendships and with people is to get out of using the healthy people language. Don't use the word tired. Use the word fatigued. Mm-hmm. Um, don't use the word exhausted because it sounds like you did something to be fatigued. I feel sick. I feel like weights are all over my body. Yeah, be descriptive. You know, I, I feel heavy. Like describe what you're feeling versus I'm tired, I'm exhausted. It, people need to understand what we're actually going through versus putting it in their language. Yeah. It needs to be in our language. They need to start to understand our language. I'm being demanding here. That is so true though. It's so true. And I think it gives people a better picture of what you're going through. If you can be more descriptive with your symptoms. Right. Like I'm really, I'm so sorry. I can't go do this today. I'm feeling really fatigued. It's like I have 800 elephants sitting on me right now. I can't even move my legs. And that's instead of like, cause when you say you're exhausted, people are like, well, what did you do? Yeah. So exhausted. Like you did something and now you can't hang out with me. Like it, it suddenly puts them in the victim mode where it, sorry, you're not the victim. I'm the victim. I'm being victimized by my chronic illness. Yeah. Cause I want to hang out with you, but I can't move. Yeah. I miss you guys or whoever it is, but I can't get off the couch. (laughs) Right. I wish I had a normal life, but I'm being sat on by 500 elephants right now. Yeah. No one wants, no one wants chronic fatigue. No one wants to feel tired all the time. No one wants this. Mm -mm. No, it's horrible. It affects everything in your life. Even if you're the biggest introvert in the world, you still don't want chronic fatigue because even as an introvert, you've got things you want to do. Yeah. Even if it's by yourself. Exactly. (laughs) You You want, you've got things you want to do. You've got plants you want to water. You've got like paint, painting walls you want to do. Like chronic, like fatigue, fatigue isn't the same as being lazy. Like seriously, we, I don't care how, how seriously introverted you are. It does not mean you want to be alone forever. Mm -mm. That's very true. And it does not mean you're lazy. You know, people might think that. Yeah, but I think being descriptive really helps people understand, people in your life understand that you are fatigued, not tired, not exhausted, not any of those things, because you didn't do anything to earn that fatigue. Yeah, fatigue Fatigue is is not not our fault. It's just given, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, But also, unfortunately, you are going to lose some friendships over it, but my question to you is, were they really your friend if they're not standing by you in those times? Were they really a person you wanted in your life? Because honestly, they're just going to keep bringing you down. And that fatigues you more. It does. Those relationships suck your energy away. Mm-hmm. The people who can't understand your fatigue that aren't there for you. The ones that are like, well, just get up. You're so lazy. You just don't want to hang out with me. Yeah. Why can't you just go like another five miles? Like you, you mean you can't just like walk around the mall five more times. We can't just go to three more stores. I only have like this much more money to spend. 
no, sorry. I'm or some people stop that. calling, you know, they stop coming mm-hmm. around and, you know, they, or they void, you know, because they can't deal with whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's sad. It does happen to a lot of people with chronic illness, uh, ending of relationships of some kind. But it's also important to be clear with people about what you need. Yes. And I think we get afraid to tell people what we need from our friendships because mm-hmm. we're afraid of asking. Um, and it's important to be clear, like, I love you. I still want you to ask me to do things, but there are going to be time. That, but a lot of times I'm going to have to say no. So please don't be hurt by that. And, but I still want to be invited. It's really important to me because I still want to know that like I'm part of the crew or, you know, I like, I, I still want to know that I'm still important in your life. And um, because there's going to be times I'm going to be able to say yes, or that there's going to be times I might be able to come for an hour or something. But I think it's important though, that we communicate that to people because if we don't, they'll stop asking because they're going to think, well, they're never going to come. Yeah. They're never going to show up again. So we have to be communicative on our side too. Communication is really key in our relationships. And we always have to remember that it's key. It's key in any relationship, by the way, mm-hmm. health, you know, whether you're both healthy or not, but it's, it's really key in this too. Managing your time is really important with fatigue. And I think we forget that. We forget to build in buffers. We live in a society that is go, go, go. That tells us we, I'm sorry, it's not go, go, go. It tells us we have to be go, go, go. Mm -hmm. It tells us the only way to be successful or or to be a proper member of society is if you have 27 hustles going on. all. That's right. That's right. And by the way, you guys, I'm the biggest victim of this because <laughs> I do not know how to sit still. I never have. It's probably why I get fatigued a lot. Um, but I like, I don't know the last time I just watched TV without being on my computer, doing something, building something, creating something, or on my phone, building something, looking at something, creating something, getting ideas for something, reading a book while I'm doing something else. It's not good. It's not healthy, but um, it comes back to bite me a lot. And so I, I've had to learn some time management techniques to help keep the fatigue from really biting me. And I've had to learn a lot of forgiveness with my time management because there'll be times it gets to an overload point. Um, so time management, you, you have to build in these buffer points in your days and weeks so that you can, if you have to put stuff off, you can plug them into your buffer points so that you're not overloading your days and weeks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not easy to do. And when you first start to do it, you're going to be like, I feel lazy. Cause suddenly I, you might have a buffer point where you didn't plug anything in and you're like, well, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. You rest. So you, you'll be maybe less fatigued. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because the worst thing you can do is push yourself through your fatigue or overload yourself because then you just make yourself more fatigued. So managing your time is really key when you are a person who, who, where fatigue is part of your chronic illness. So time management is really key and learning good time management skills is really important because we have a billion doctor's appointments and we have, a lot of us have kids or parents we're taking care of or, you know, pets and we have homes and we have bills and we have, you know, friends and we have things we're trying to do in our lives and work Mm -hmm. commitments and all these Mm -hmm. things. And that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. And if you're not managing your time well, it can get very chaotic. And all that does is make us stressed and increases the fatigue. And it does it in a lot of ways. It can increase inflammation. It can um, increase anxiety. Mm-hmm. All can. that stress can release different hormones, mm-hmm. you know, that aren't necessarily, you know, good for you to release, you know, so much. Yep. There's so many ways stress can impact us. So really time management is going to be very important for anyone who, who has any type of fatigue as part of their chronic illness. Absolutely. Um, but then, like I said, forgiveness is also one of the biggest, biggest and most important things we need to have when we have fatigue. And it's one of the most overlooked aspects of our mental, of of our health when you have a chronic illness. Mm -hmm. People just don't talk about it. That's right. People don't talk about forgiving being forgiving of yourself when you are fatigued and you have to be forgiving of yourself. Yeah. And you're not doing anything wrong. Your, your body, and I'm going to put it very bluntly, your body's broken guys. Sorry. You've got a chronic illness that makes you fatigued. It's, it's the reality of your situation. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's just a broken part of it yeah, and yeah. you can't like, it's not, there, there's likely not a fix fix for it. Like you can take the treatments that help ease it. You can do these things and, and maybe have somewhat normality, but you have fatigue mm-hmm. period. There's going to be times you can't do certain things. There's going to be times you can't make dinner. Yeah. So yeah, you can manage your time by getting frozen meals or getting meal kits or something that can help you just throw it in a pressure cooker, or you can, there's going to be times the kids are going to just have PB and J because whatever, or cereal, because you don't have the energy to do anything besides pour some cereal in a bowl and some milk. Yeah. Or, or a simple sandwich. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, or there's going to be nights when it's pizza because- Mm -hmm. Someone can dial the number on a phone. That's right. Yeah. It's, you can only do the best you can do. It's totally okay. It's totally okay, guys. And, and you just have to give yourself some forgiveness. Yes. Don't be so hard on yourself. I don't even know if I should call it forgiveness, but just some space. Give yourself some self-love. Yes. Because it's okay. Yeah. 
we have what we have and we have to live with what we have and we have to just love ourselves just that much more because we can only give what we have to give. And that's why I say, if people are going to walk out of your life, they need to just walk. Mm -hmm. You need to let them just walk. If you've given what you can give to them and they're still walking, it may hurt, but they need to walk. You, you have to put your energy toward the people that love you back. Yeah. You have to put your energy toward the job that's going to pay your bills. Mm -hmm. You have to put your energy toward, you know, your kids that you're raising, you know, that two and five-year-old that are sitting there that are completely dependent on you. Yeah. That's where your energy is going to need to go. Mm -hmm. Like you have to prioritize things. And so you have to forgive yourself for letting some other things go. You're, so what if there's dust on the shelves in the living room? The world okay. will not come to an end. Yeah. The, yeah. The world's not ending. Mm-mm. Let it, let some things go. It's yeah. okay, guys. Put yourself first to have a good self-care routine. It's so yes. important. It, it teaches you how to love yourself. It, it teaches you how to comfort yourself. And it's very important. Yes. You come You've got to come first Mm -hmm. because again, we come to the airline analogy, put the mask on yourself before you put it on everyone else. Because if you don't put the mask on yourself, you can't save anybody else. You can't help anyone else. So take care of yourself, forgive yourself, self-care, all of that. Give yourself some love and some space. Don't take life too seriously. Mm-mm. laugh a little bit that's right laugh a little bit yeah mm, look there's about an inch of dust there hmm, <laughs> now there's that cobweb in the ceiling wonder what built that okay hmm. <laughs> um give yourself some space don't don't take it so hard it's all okay and we've all been there guys we've all been there And I mean, that's why we have the Facebook group to talk about this stuff. That's why we we're doing this workshop that Nicole and I are are starting really soon, guys. I'm not stressing, not stressing at all. Um, No, it's why we're doing the unstuck workshop, because I think a lot of people felt feel really stuck in all of these things that that they don't that, that some of you out there might be feeling stuck in that place of like, I can't feel better. I I feel stuck not being able to forgive myself. I feel stuck in time management. I feel stuck, you know, in, in these eating routines. I feel, I I can't think of what I'm supposed to do next. Um, And that's what the unstuck workshop is about. It's about like getting out of this rut that we can sometimes get in. It's self-care. It's all about self-care guys. And that's what we're trying to get back to you. Um, we, by the way, we are not perfect at this either. Mm-mm. We're just speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and that's what the whole workshop is about speaking from experience, but sharing with each other and being able to talk about this stuff, doing this type of workshop, getting out of this rut. It's all so important, you guys. And we want, we just want the best for everyone. I'm such a Pollyanna. Oh my gosh. Nicole, interrupt me. (laughs) 
I'm just gonna let you go on and on. <laughs> uh, Come on, Pollyanna. <laughs> no, we just we really do. Like we do. I think that's why we wanted to talk about fatigue so much, is that I think we just talk about it in bits and pieces, but no one ever really focuses on it yeah. directly. And it's really rough. And it's, it's hard. rough to be fatigued. Yeah, it's really hard. And you know, just know that we're here for you guys. Um, we're here to listen. We're by the way, we're here to listen to you. If all you want to do is whine. Yeah. And don't feel like you're whining. No. Venting. We like to call it venting. Yes. It's important. Mm-hmm. Um, because you got to get it out, guys. Get it out. Let it go. Yes. Be free with it. Um, and just just know that we're here. We're Absolutely. here. We'll listen. Talk to us on Facebook. Talk to us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we understand. We're here for you. We're down, guys. All right, so that's our show for today. Woohoo! (laughs) And on a smiley note of all kinds of love, love and hugs for everyone. Love and hugs for everybody. Namaste. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we're going. We're going crazy over here. All right, have a good week, you guys. (laughs) Have a great week. We'll chat again next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.